What's going on, guys? Welcome to the Today Not Tomorrow podcast. This is your host, Alex Gibson, IFBB pro and online fitness coach. So super stoked for this first episode. And I know a lot of you guys, you know, here in January have some massive fitness goals. And so first and foremost, I want to say that I love that, right? Uh, and, you know, it's a big step, you know, to set and outline goals for your fitness journey, right? Because a lot of people are just so aimlessly you know, going to the gym, they're not doing anything strategic with their nutrition because they don't really have clear goals set in the first place. But, you know, really defining your goals and deciding what you want for your 2024 health and fitness wise is always going to be the first step. And so even if you're a New Year's resolutioner, you know, I don't look down on that in any way. Do you necessarily need to wait to the new year or did you need to wait to the new year to set the goals? Absolutely not. But that being said, you know, I don't see anything wrong uh, with the fact that here in January, you're deciding to make positive changes for the better so you can live healthier and happier. And so first of all, congrats on, you know, setting a big goal, right? But today in today's podcast, you know, I want to talk about a little bit about my journey and kind of tie it into the main message, which is the hierarchy of action, right? Because, you know, at the very bottom, you know, we have taking no action, right? So that's probably, you know, one of the worst things, right? So not taking any action towards your health, you know, not making any conscious effort to eat healthier, get your water in, get enough sleep, you know, to hit the gym consistently, right? That's the worst thing, right? And so maybe that was you this past year in 2023, where maybe at some point throughout the year, you tried going to the gym, you felt a little bit discouraged, and you weren't seeing the results you wanted. So you gave up, right? And so maybe you're coming from, you know, the last couple months of the year, you know, it was a lot of travel, it was a lot of, you know, cookies, and a lot of time spent where you weren't really in action with your journey per se. So Obviously, you know, when it comes to hierarchy of action, right, taking no action is going to be the worst thing, right? So that being said, you know, what's above that, right? So the second tier, so the thing above no action is going to be action, right? So obviously, you know, going to the gym consistently, you know, picking healthier options at the grocery store, not eating out as much, you know, all those things are great, you know, first steps to get yourself in motion. And so the law of inertia states that an object in motion is more likely to stay in motion, and an object at rest is likely to stay at rest unless acted on by an outside force, right? And so once you're in motion, it should be easier to sustain your momentum and keep on pushing forward. And not that like going to the gym, you know, gets easier per se, or that, you know, we should just try to coast once we are doing the bare minimums with our health and fitness. But that being said, it is a huge step for you to be in motion and starting to pursue your goals. However, you know, you might hit a point, you know, two weeks from now, a month from now, where you really aren't sure, you know, if the path you're on is the right path. And so when it came to me personally, you know, for a long time, I was in the action stage, right? I was in the action stage where, you know, I was looking up YouTube videos, I was, you know, trying to do research on my own to figure it all out. And it worked to a certain point. But I would say about six, seven years into my journey, it just stopped working, right? And so Typically, when someone starts their fitness journey, the first one to two years, uh, they're going to be able to see pretty solid progress, right? Even without like a proven plan, without, you know, tracking food, without, you know, doing the same workouts all the time, right? That was me, right? <laughs> I remember just like sitting, um, you know, really the only thing I think I did when I first started lifting was I bought a tub of protein powder. That was about the only thing that I did. Besides that, I was eating the same, you know, lasagna, pizza, burgers, all the stuff that my mom was making every single night. Uh, and then I was just trying to train, you know, hard about three, four, five days a week, right? So I didn't really have much of a plan, but I was in action and that allowed me to start to build some momentum 
And I would say throughout that stage of my fitness journey, uh, the biggest thing that I really like took away from it was I learned how to have fun with my fitness journey, right? I would go train with my friends. I would go, um, you know, to the, to the gym with my headphones on, you know, just doing things in the gym that made me feel good, that made me feel strong and empowered uh, in the weight room. So that was really kind of my initial experience. But that being said, then I hit a point like six to seven years into my fitness journey where that shit did not work anymore. That shit did not fly because I had transformed my body and I'd built a decent amount of muscle at that point. And so as you get deeper in your fitness journey, and especially if you're someone listening to this, that's not a complete newbie, you are going to have to have a more structured approach. And you're going to have to start to look at some of the areas that you previously have neglected that you are, that you were leaving progress on the table with, if you want to continue to progress in a predictable manner. And so for me, the biggest thing that I really had to adjust was my nutrition. That was the first thing I really had to adjust was my nutrition. And then I started to track my food back when I was in college. And so uh, that's the first thing that I did. Uh, the second thing that I also did, and they're kind of hand in hand, so it's not really like one was first, one was second, it was kind of hand in hand, was I stopped drinking so much alcohol because, you know, I was in a fraternity back in college, played division one football. And so, you know, it's pretty much, you know, if we weren't playing football, <laughs> We were getting shit faced and we, you know, we're going out, you know, three, four nights a week. Uh, I mean, during the season, maybe like once or twice a week. But uh, besides that, we we're going out like three to four times a week. And it was not sustainable for my fitness journey. Uh, and my performance was not up to par with where it needed to be to progress my body. Right. Because you have to be able to push yourself harder in the gym than you have before. If you ex if you want your body to respond to it and adapt to it and therefore change uh, throughout the recovery process. Right. So I was at that stage, you know, where I had, you know, started to plan a little bit more of my action. But once again, this was about like five years ago. So five years ago, my knowledge of health and fitness was nothing like it is now. Right. Uh, now I've gone through a lot of, you know, nutrition courses, a lot of, you know, personal training certifications, uh, a lot of continuing education credits and stuff like that. So five years ago, my knowledge of what I was doing was maybe a fraction, maybe 10% of what it is now. And so in that case, and I really wanted to see faster progress in my physique, I eventually got to a point where I just got so frustrated. I remember about a, back in college, it was like my junior and senior year. I went through, you know, working out six, seven days a week. Uh, I was, you know, tracking my food. I was trying to reduce my alcohol intake, but still that wasn't enough to really get me to look like some of the people that I saw in social media, Right. And so at that point, I decided that I was going to hire my first fitness coach. And so that's what got me from what I'd say is tier two, which is taking action versus not taking action to tier three, which is planned and strategic action, right? It's action that is guided by science. It's action that you're learning from someone who has the results that you aspire to have. And that's always going to be the fastest way to see progress, right? And so if you're someone who maybe, you know, you're in a tough financial spot, right? Listening to this podcast, I'm going to try to give you guys a lot of free value on this podcast that's going to aid you in your fitness journey. Uh, and that's going to set you, set you up for success. Uh, but that being said, you know, if you're someone who, you know, maybe you're in a little bit more of a financially stable spot, you don't need to be, you know, rich by any means. But if you're someone who really wants to invest in your fitness journey, right, hiring a quality coach is going to be the best thing to get you to tier three, which is planned action, strategic action, where you have a meal plan, where, you're, where someone's assigning you macros if you're not a fan of the meal plan approach, uh, which in another podcast, we'll talk about kind of my perspective on meal plans uh, versus macros. 
uh, because I think there is a lot of, you know, interesting things to break down there in terms of that topic. Uh, but that being said, you know, planned action is really what got me to where I am now, right? Being an IFBB pro bodybuilder, I've worked with uh, three coaches and all the coaches taught me different things in terms of my training and my nutrition. I would say my first coach, the biggest thing that I learned from him was intensifiers. So how to make my workouts more effective. Uh, and so like things like three second eccentrics, you know, one and a half second squeezes at the peak contraction point, those things were foreign to me before I started working with him. And so when I got on a solid bodybuilding meal plan with him, but then I really paired it with those proper intensifiers, I built so much muscle within one year. It was probably like seven pounds. And that was probably more muscle than I had built in the two years prior to me hiring him as my coach. Uh, after that, you know, I had another coach who was local when I lived back in Orlando and I learned from him just like how to also kind of navigate bodybuilding, bodybuilding with health because uh, bodybuilding is not always the healthiest sport, right? And so if you're someone who's listening to this and you are uh, just on more on the lifestyle side of things, you're not looking to step on stage, right? Bodybuilding, if you're just doing it from the more of the lifestyle casual perspective can be very, very healthy, right? But when you start to get into more of the nitty gritty of like what it takes to get show lean uh, and still maintain a lot of muscle mass, that's when bodybuilding as a sport can become a little bit more unhealthy. Uh, but anyways, so from my second coach, I learned about like, all right, this is how you can bodybuild, but also do it in a healthy manner where ho your hormones don't get fucked up uh, and you can still, you know, see great progress. And then from my most recent coach, right, he's been by far the best coach that I've ever worked with. Uh, just his attention to detail with everything from supplementation to the nutrition plan to making sure that I feel supported along my journey uh, has been, you know, next level, right? And I'm actually, you know, I still write the majority of my own workouts for my own training. So that's something a little bit unique because um, sometimes, you know, when you're working with a coach, you know, they're going to give you a nutrition plan. I mean, every quality coach should give you a nutrition plan uh, to follow, but uh, the training plan is also typically something, but I've actually taken care of my training for the past couple of years uh, and just really found what works well for me, where I'm able to get really strong, get great pumps in the gym and just love my workouts, right? Because I think a big component of like any plan should be that you really enjoy the workouts and you aren't dreading them. And so that's something I try to con constantly monitor with my athletes is how are they mentally checked into their workouts as well as, you know, Obviously, there needs to be some somewhat of a pattern. It needs to be consistent so we can properly track progressive overload, things like that. But at the same time, we also need to make sure it's fun and exciting and you're going to the gym, not dreading the workout because you've done the same workout for six months and frankly, you're fucking bored, right? You don't want to be bored with your workouts. You want to have fun with them. Uh, and so that's another thing to really consider. But anyways, the biggest thing that's made a difference for me, kind of going back to the overarching theme, the hierarchy of action, right? So at the very bottom, just a little recap, we have no action, right? Then we have action which is, you know, taking some action, but you're not really sure if what you're doing is the right thing. And then we have, you know, the top of the, the totem pole, which is going to be uh, planned action, right? Strategic action, learning from someone uh, that you, that has the results that you desire to have, right? And so that's really what's made the biggest difference for me. And I'm not saying that because just because I'm a coach and because I'm trying to sell you, quite frankly, I didn't start this podcast to sell anyone on anything. You know, I created this podcast because I think it's another great way for me to get my voice out there to spread a positive impact in the fitness community. And I'm really, really excited that you're here listening to this podcast because I'm going to be doing some guest speakers here in upcoming episodes. Uh, I'm going to be breaking down some of my perspectives on different things because although I might not be the oldest guy on the planet, right, I've accomplished a pretty good amount for being 25 years old. 
uh, getting my IFB pro card. I mean, 25 is pretty young. Uh, and I'm excited to, you know, in the next couple of years, work towards the Olympia and really, you know, max out my physique in terms of my potential um, and all that. But that was basically today's podcast episode, guys. So I know it was pretty basic, right? But I wanted to just kind of break down my perspective because I know that, like, at the, like I said at the very beginning, a lot of you guys have big goals for this year, right? And so you want to think about, you know, how you can invest in your goals because anytime you invest in your goals and investing in your goals, by the way, doesn't just mean like coaching, right? It could mean, you know, investing in gym clothes that makes you feel good. It could mean investing in, um, investing in, you know, a new gym membership, right? A gym membership that's going to have better equipment for you to be able to crush your workouts even more, right? There's a million ways that you can invest in your fitness journey. Um, that's always going to hold you to the fire more, right? Because like if you, for example, didn't invest into your fitness journey whatsoever, right? If you just gave up your fitness journey, it's really not going to mean much, right? But a lot of times we need to put our money where our mouth is, right? Because that's what's going to hold us to the fire a lot more when it comes to our own personal goals. And let's face it, you know, self-accountability can be a really slippery slope. It can be incredibly hard. And that's honestly why a majority of my clients work with me, uh, besides like the knowledge component, me helping to fill in the gaps of where they're unsure about what to do is just so they can have weekly accountability and make sure they're on track, right? So we want to make sure that if self-accountability fails, right, you have a support network, you have someone you trust that can, you know, pick you up when you're down and make sure that you're along, along the right path. And so, you know, hopefully, you know, through my social media, I can be, you know, part of that for you, but just know that I believe in you. You can accomplish a great amount and uh, I'm going to talk about it in another podcast episode, kind of my story. Uh, but, you know, I've been through some serious, you know, low points in my life and, you know, fitness has been something that has dramatically reframed my perspective on life, my mindset, uh, and allowed me to push through those tough times and ultimately be, you know, a victor in those situations instead of a victim. So hope to see you guys on the next pod, but thanks for listening to this first one. Coach Alex here, IFBB Pro Men's Physique, and let's crush this year. Take care.